Welcome back, everybody, to the New York Deli, a podcast all about the food and the cafeteria of East High in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a podcast where we talk through all the good stuff from the New York Deli or where we just talk about High School Musical 3. Uh, So let's talk about that instead, because we are talking through the High School Musical series and we are up to the second part, the middle of the third and final movie. Of course, I am Matt alongside Matt. What's up, Matt? How you doing, Matt, Matt, Matt? Hello, Matt. Yeah, sorry. I just had to react. I heard you say New York Deli. And as we all know, that is a huge burn that uh, requires a big reaction, uh, you know, and exactly like I had to react like the rest of the class does when uh, when Taylor completely got Chad with that. Mm -hmm. Love, love, uh, you know, being the groundbreaking New York Deli podcast uh, around here. Um, Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the burn. It really was. So uh, let, let's get into it. All things New York Deli and otherwise. All things New York Deli School Musical. Uh, so we left off, of course, the first part of this movie here where we're seeing it a senior year. A lot of conflict going on with these kids of, uh, you know, who knows exactly what they're going to do in their future besides, I guess, Sharpay. Even Ryan is, you know, wanting to make sure that things will be set up for himself since his sister is really just kind of focused on herself. Um, but, you know, our main characters here, Troy and Gabriella, are really having some internal battles over what is going to be next for them. And uh, and we have the, uh, I guess, the bigger storyline uh, that encompasses the whole a group of kids here is that they're putting on a musical about themselves. Yes. I mean, Musical. this is something this very, very fearful for Troy because he is very afraid of the future, but this, this movie is all about the future. Everyone is contemplating their life and future and what life is going to look like uh, when they're done at a, uh, at, you know, East high, but for right now, they still have one final thing that they can all do together. This big spring musicale that like you said is about their own lives. So, you know, hopefully they don't, let that uh let the stardom get to their heads they're already mm. doing musicals about themselves um and yeah you know if it wasn't for kelsey they none of them would even be in the musical but because of her we have this whole premise where uh, they're all going to be in it they're all going to do this together but they've got to they've got to deal with the musical with at the same time dealing with you know their stuff outside of outside of school and what they're going to be doing after graduation and all that fun stuff Yeah, where we specifically left off uh, going into or coming out of part one was um, prom is coming up. So there's a lot of chit chatter around uh, prom. And we know that Troy and Gabriella are going together because Troy brought Gabriella up to the roof and showed her the two tickets. And, you know, it wasn't like the most elaborate uh, invitation, but Gabriella was fine with it. Uh, Unlike where we saw Chad and Taylor uh, here at the end of part one of uh, Chad was like, so like, Troy, you want to help me pick out a tux? And Taylor was like, for what? It's like for prom. Duh. She's like, is that? your invitation absolutely not so the big cliffhanger here is will taylor and chad uh will they go to prom together oh god who knows you know i was on the edge of my seat didn't know if i was going to make it to today but luckily you know we cut right to the cafeteria where where chad is going to do his uh promposal to taylor you know she taylor doesn't really look very interested in the conversation because chad is doing the thing again where he kind of just like is mumbling saying like oh you know prom's coming up kind of almost whispering and taylor just wants him you know to you know, to, to man up about it and just like really, really ask, ask her like, like he means it. But so Troy, Troy kind of gets everyone in this like giant cafeteria to just pay attention to the conversation. Yo, so, yo, <laughs> friend's got something to say. Scared, if Chad was scared before, he must be terrified by now. But uh, 
Chad, uh, Chad doesn't change his mind. He's gonna, he's gonna go forward with it. He stands on the table to make his big speech. Yeah. I feel like if I did this in my school, I probably would have ended up with lunch attention. But mm-hmm. we know there's, there's no rules in this school. So, uh, he, uh, he's gonna do the big proposal here. He asked Taylor if she wants to go, and she has to confer with her girls at first. But obviously, she ends up saying that she would be honored, and the cafeteria just erupts in applause here. I don't know if this was the right timing, like especially with Gabriella there. We know how seriously Gabriella takes her lunch uh, here at East High. Like she's, <laughs> she's like don't interrupt her. She she's had enough problems getting through her lunches here at this school. Um, but you know she's there by Taylor's side along with Martha and Kelsey. Like by the way, what an iconic girl gang. Like I would love a follow up like series about these four characters. I mean that is the crew. Oh, imagine a spin off series about. That for that is great. Yeah, like sorry to like recent series that come to mind, like Sex Lives of College Girls, but like I would take this show over any other four, you know, four girls kind of shows that exist out there. I'm sure there's more, but that's the most recent example. Um, I want that. So, um, unfortunately, doesn't seem like that has been in the plans, but um, it's okay. So yeah, Chad gets up, he screams very loudly, "Will you please be my date to the senior prom?" Taylor McKessie. She uh, leans in for a big discussion with the girls and turns around saying she would be honored. And uh, we get a hug, no kiss. I don't know if we're keeping track of the kisses between the Taylor and Chad at all, but no kiss here. I don't think they've kissed, but also they they haven't had any kisses interrupted either. That's not That's a big true. thing with them. They just haven't really been going for it. I guess uh, they're, they're not ready for that big step in the relationship yet. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but we are going to transition into what you would, might think at first is actually prom. But no, it is, uh, you know, uh, when we see it all play out, uh, this is just another number that is going to be in this big uh, play, this big musicale that we're putting on. Uh, we're getting into a performance here, Night to Remember, where we're going to see a whole elaborate uh, prom sequence of uh, the boys on one side, kind of the girls on the other, and everybody's getting ready. And eventually, they show up at the door to ask their parents. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's weird that the parents got involved because it's like they already know that they're going to prom. So why did they have to like go through mom and dad? But um, you know, it's uh, it's a night to remember, and everybody's got to be. It's involved. also weird. Yeah, it's also weird that this, since this is like just uh, play rehearsal that people have to like play their parents yes. in the in the musical yes. and their parents are probably going to be watching and watching people play themselves while they're watching it's all <laughs> very weird this whole song is is a uh, pretty silly it's just a montage of the guys and girls getting ready for prom and i can see how it would be a little hard to follow because at first you're probably like why is everyone on a stage um before we realize they are not actually going to prom this has just been written into the musicale this is them, just yeah. a scene that they are rehearsing <laughs> very very meta so uh it takes a little while before some people might realize that but once you once you know that that's what happened what's happening i guess it uh i guess it makes makes sense and uh watching the characters get ready pretty fun um but the, i think the song itself is just kind of dumb overall it's a uh, pretty you know uh, average, maybe even like a little bit below average for high school musical standards. Um, it's like, what are they going for here? So this is like the kind of the, t- the time in the movie and like um, I almost said season one in the first movie where uh, <laughs> we're at like stick to the status quo or maybe in mm-hmm. the second one kind of like a work this out maybe kind of thing or uh, no, actually no, probably I don't dance. It's more of like the current state of like where we're in the movie. Um, but either way, it's like, you know, some they're, they're trying to have some fun here, um, but it doesn't really land as much as especially like watching it back now. I'm like, I'm waiting for like the bit that's going to be like, you know, and I want it all like they, they nail it. And I want it all of just like they went all yes. out and it just hit its mark um, in night to remember. It's just like the lyrics are kind of like not the most memorable. The singing and dancing is like, OK, but it's still not their best. Yeah, there's just some like 
cringy moments overall. <laughs> just like, don't know what a corsage is. <laughs> what, Wait, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> it's just it's like, like kind of awkward. So I don't know. Maybe if I saw this when I was younger, it would have hit differently. But only ever watching this in my 20s, I uh, definitely don't have any nostalgia attached to it so i just kind of was uh rolling my eyes a little bit but having having said that still fun obviously as any number is going to be um i like that ryan sharpay they get their very own they have nice their like very own getting ready sequence so mm-hmm. that's that's fun for them and it's just uh it's all just very surreal watching watching them get ready for prom but it's on a stage because it's part of the musicale that they're rehearsing for so this number is really dependent on like the audience being super into prom like People that maybe are like like had a great prom or uh, are really excited for prom maybe watch this and we're like oh my god like yeah I can't wait for my prom it's gonna be a night to remember but like anybody else who's like just kind of like okay um sure have fun at prom kids like <laughs> it's the night know. of nights it's the night of all nights it's the night of their dreams it's too late it's, to back it's also this. Uh, also Chad's prom outfit has a big like Danforth eight on the back of it like it's his basketball uniform I feel I like no realize. chance Taylor's uh, Taylor's allowing this at the actual prom for him to be wearing that. Don't know what a corsage is. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, oh man! I mean, and then like even that that part of the song where they're at like at that part where it's like all of them like we've we've kind of had the girls and boys separated to this point and now they're all together but they're still separated because they're like doing this thing where all of the boys are like down on their knees while the girls are standing up tall and singing and then the girls mm-hmm. drop down to their knees while the boys are standing up tall and singing. It's like. I mean, this was definitely a cute idea in whoever's head that thought of the idea. But then, like, while playing it out, like, you could have backed out and said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's silly and dumb, but, you know, they're having fun with it. And at least uh, Darbus definitely enjoyed it because she's going to clap at the end of it. So, uh, I, uh, you know, as long as they're happy with it, I guess it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, she thinks it's great. And, uh, you know, she was like, bravo, brava. Uh, she gives everybody props for a job well done, except for Jason, who's up there chewing gum. But, you know, what do you expect? Um, can't chew he gum. Gets to, he gets detention for this. Does he? I, I think yeah, I'm just gave him so detention. immune to the, the detentions at this point. So uh, <laughs> they're just everywhere. I, uh, I, yeah, I, also, I got lunch detention once for having literally one piece of big league chew in my mouth. So I, this really resonated with me. I don't know why teachers were, uh, were so obsessed with not letting these students chew gum. I get you don't want to do it during a rehearsal for the musicale, but he didn't need detention for it. What exactly is lunch detention? Like, what do you do? Um, is it just detention like, after school because you got it at lunch? No, um, you, you do get it at lunch a lot. But um, it's... I guess I guess your school didn't have this, but in my in middle school, at least, and I think in high school, um, if you got detention, but I guess the infraction wasn't so serious that they would keep you after school for it. Mm-hmm. You'd get detention, but it would just be during your lunch period. And if you didn't have a lunch period, I guess you had hmm. to stay after school. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I mean, the option to not have a lunch period existed for us from like 10th through 12th grade. Maybe I don't think about I don't think it was ninth, but very um, easily could have had yeah, no, no lunch. I think in high school, that was definitely. Definitely, we didn't have to have a lunch. So maybe lunch detention was only in middle school, but I definitely got lunch. Not not to brag about how much of a badass I was, but I, I mean, definitely got lunch, lunch detention a few times in middle I'm school. Never got the actual after school detention. So I wasn't that, you know, bad. Right. But. Well, yeah. So uh, so Jason has uh, some kind of detention here, I guess, for chewing gum. Um, we're going to see Ryan and Sharpay off on the side of the stage with Tiara Gold, who is, of course, holding Sharpay's dog. Uh, it's Sharpay's you know, current new assistant at the moment. Um, and Sharpay's talking about how she heard Kelsey is writing a really amazing song for Troy and Gabriella. And just a reminder of where her and Ryan are at in the plot that Sharpay really wants Ryan to go kind of take control over the Kelsey situation. Because if she writes this great song for Troy and Gabriella, like we're going to be ending our senior year year with Troy and Gabriella still on top and Sharpay, you know, kind of chasing after them. So not chasing after them, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, or maybe she just wants to join their couple. I don't know at this point, like maybe she'll Could take be, what she can get. Know. 
So yeah, it's it's also weird because Sharpay says like I I heard that Kelsey is writing Troy and Gabriella a really good song, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you think if they're at the point where they're like rehearsing for the musical now, you would think that the whole thing has been written and they like have their scripts and they know what songs everyone is singing. But I guess that's not how they do it in this school. No, well, it's, uh, it seems like the numbers just kind of come out as we write them and the <laughs> yes. scenes, you know, start practicing them as you go because we're writing it about our experiences. Like if there was some kind of like big event in the school, like say, um, uh, uh, give me a celebrity. Um Let's go uh, the Sprouse, the Sprouse uh, twins. Uh, they showed up and uh, visited high school, the, uh, the East High, and it was like this big, crazy thing that all of the kids in East High were so excited to meet the Sprouse twins who were on this crazy big uh, Disney Channel show. And then they would have to write that into the You'd musical. Write, so you have to be able in, yeah. to be flexible. Yeah. So, yeah, because they're writing it about their actual experience, so they can only write mm-hmm. it as they go along. Yeah. So they can only rehearse what they have. It's a very unorthodox way of making a musical. And I just really hope it works out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course, the Sprouse twins would show up and be like, Sharpay, you look familiar. <laughs> a nice <laughs> Easter egg for, for everyone. <laughs> I mean, they did uh, have a, a, a Sharpay number in The Sweet Life at one point. Maddie got Fans. to do uh, some bop to the top in there. Wow, that is a that's a great poll. So yeah, I, I don't see why this didn't happen. Then the Sprouses should have uh, cleared their schedules right. to make room for a High School Musical. Um, elsewhere on the stage, we see Troy and Gabriella are kind of talking, and out jumps Rocket Man, who is here to, to uh, just you know be Troy's best friend, but also kind of annoy the crap out of him. Right to break up another potential kiss that they might might have. They've they've already kissed in the second movie, but we still have to keep this going. Uh, we we can't let them to kiss too much in these movies. So uh, enter Rocket Man to kind of break up anything that might have happened there and to kind of get him away. They, they tell him that Sharpay has a secret crush on him Ooh. and Gabriella even plays along. You know, I, I didn't think that this was this was in uh, Gabriella's range to go along with uh, a scheme like this. But she she uh, quick on her feet here. She improvises She's the one who Troy. was like pushing Taylor to take a picture of these boys in the last part when they were like <laughs> not clothed uh, and nothing nothing take but a, a towel of these naked boys. She was <laughs> like, oh, picture for the yearbook. Like Gabriella. <laughs> Gabrielle is uh, unhinged in this one. She really and, is. And even more wild is that Rocket Man somehow believes them. I, I just think Sharpay having a crush on him would be the most implausible thing that's ever happened in this school, which is saying something because uh, there are plenty of implausible things that happen in this school. But I guess Rocket Man's either just super confident or super delusional, maybe a little of both here, because he he buys it right away. Yeah. Um, Scally made a joke the other day. He's like, I can't wait for like the Sharpay character study as if like, you know, we were going to do a choir room style of analyzing all the characters. I was like, yeah, no. But now I'm sitting here like hmm, the Gabriella one would be fun, like to see when she becomes so unhinged that she's like yeah. pushing to take these yeah. pictures of this, you know, these two boys and uh, now is, you know, going along with this joke. I mean, she talks about throughout this part, especially being like, I don't want to do the same old stuff that Gabriella always does. So, you know, things are changing. Yeah, this would- this would be interesting. So who knows if we if we ever get a lot of free time, maybe we'd have to uh, come back and and re-explore some of these uh, some of these characters I in guess. the movie here. There's plenty of songs to rank for each different character. So I don't know. No, that okay, is true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Dar- uh, Darbus is going to end up uh, pulling Rocket Man aside on stage here to say, so you're never gone uh, from this room. Like you're literally always here. So uh, you're going to be an understudy. Just just uh, sounds good. Um, also, Tierra Gold walks by. Hey. Uh, Miss Gold, you as well. Uh, so both of you are now understudies. And Rocket Man is like, oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, I guess he thinks that he's in the play now. Uh, but Tierra Gold is going to drop the truth bomb here being like, yeah, no, you're an understudy. You don't go on stage unless somebody can't make it in their part, uh, which kind of annoys him. But this ends in some very strange flirting between the two of them. And I didn't know what to do about it. 
It's it's a very strange scene overall. First of all, how did he get promoted to understudy? He apparently he's so dedicated that Darvis just has to promote him, but he, he didn't even want to be there. He's he's always there because he's forced to because he got detention for getting his clothes stolen. I so don't now, know. That was like a one day detention. I feel like he just wants okay. to follow Troy around now. Uh, that could be it. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be someone else that could have this understudy part. I hope he didn't steal it from someone that, you know, didn't actually watch it because Tiara is going to imply that he can't even carry a tune. So why is Rocketman getting to be an understudy if he can't carry a tune here? I mean, does he not, not to you know judge a book by his cover, but this guy doesn't look like he's much of a singer. Um. No, he doesn't. And <laughs> it and it does. It seems like in this weird little scene that we're getting some kind of rivalry at first between Rocketman and Tiara. I there's there's so much going on in this movie. We really didn't need this. Uh, it's a lot of where extra they fluff. Have this rivalry, and then he like shoots his shot as as he likes to do, and like kind of asks her if she ever wants to get lunch, and she mm-hmm. just kind of smiles and rolls her eyes and walks away. Like we we don't need this. <laughs> Rocketman's buddy comes over and they celebrate like it's just so it's, it feels like out of place. I don't know why we're following this uh, subplot if they didn't eventually have a spinoff series with all of them. Right. I mean, it. I, I can't I can't fully remember how it's going to play out in part three. So it's like kind of fun that I am sad that I don't remember it. Um, I can't remember it being anything significant. Uh, I don't think that these two have like the biggest part ever uh, as far as like how the movie all plays out. It's pretty much about the core six. I think Uh could be eating my words. If like I'm forgetting that like rocket man saves the musical or something like that. I really don't remember. Um, but it just feels like a whole lot for these two characters that really didn't need to happen. I don't know. Um, Maybe there's like Tiara Gold defenders out there that are going to come for me, but you know, probably not Rocket I hope Man so. defenders. <laughs> I hope the Tiara Gold Stan accounts are out there attacking you right now. Honestly, it could happen. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna go over to the uh, yearbook room, which is right next to the choir room. Um, Gabriella and Taylor are in there working on the yearbook, and Taylor is freaking out because uh, she she gets to read the letter that Gabriella is being invited for this early orientation. Um, for you know, only select students that were invited for this at Stanford. Um, and she's. T- Telling Taylor, you're the only one who knows about this. Uh, meanwhile, we can see somebody in the background that's watching this whole interaction play out. And you know this spells trouble because it's Tierra Gold uh, who's going to, of course, run this back to Sharpay. She goes to the library. Sharpay comes by, uh, apparently having been called there. And yeah, uh, we have this. Uh, we, we get to log back on to, you know, Internet.com or whatever search bar they used <laughs> last time um, to see that Stanford has like listed every one of the 30 students with like a full CBS <laughs> cast bio uh, about why they're being invited to this early acceptance program uh so you know this is exactly what sharpay kind of needed yeah first of all tara does not even have to like hide behind a wall like people usually do she just happens to be in the right place at the right Mm -hmm. time while they're talking about this to run it back to sharpay who where they're still using these computers that take forever to load things so they're there for a little while and uh, apparently they find out that this honors program orientation thing starts in uh in two weeks or something and and gabriella would end up missing the show i feel like it's not um you know, that rare that uh, there would be a special like honor student orientation that is earlier than the other ones. But I feel like I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know anything about Stanford and their honors programs. Would they really have a, like this long extended like week long orientation where she'd get pulled out of school for like the last week of school? That yeah, that's just the seems question, like, right? I, it's, it doesn't sound realistic, but it, I it guess does maybe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is the unbelievable part, right? I don't think an early orientation for an honors program would just take you out of high school like this but no like they just have it be the first couple of weeks of summer instead i don't know why it would have to be summer. there this time but summer. Summer. <laughs> summer 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 but yeah so we see uh tiara and sharpay kind of are going over this in, in the library and sharpay's wheels are now turning it doesn't take long for sharpay to uh 
to come up with a plan here. If there's one this. thing Sharpay Evans is going to do, it's print a piece of paper out in the printer. <laughs> if there's one she thing knows, that she knows she's going to do, that printer works. she knows how to open up the computer, click on that article, go to click go to file, print, and send it off to the printer, make as many copies as she needs, and do what she needs to do with it. She, she probably has her own personal printer in the library at this point. <laughs> just like really funny because obviously like if this was today, it would just be like she'd screenshot it and post it somewhere. Maybe she'd yeah. make like an anonymous <laughs> yeah. account, like a, a gossip girl of, of East High or something like that to be like spotted. Uh, Gabriela Montez, <laughs> early acceptance and won't be able to finish out the rest of her senior year obligations. Looks like G and T are going to have some uh, trouble in paradise here. Looks like Lonely Boy Troy is going to have to find a new date to the prom. <laughs> Lonely Troy. Only Troy. Um, so that's not uh, the current state of High School Musical, the musical, the series. But if they want that idea, it's all theirs. Um, so what's next? We're going to see uh, Kelsey in uh, one of her very many secret locations where she has pianos hiding for herself. She has a piano in every room in this all school. All over the school. She has <laughs> she planted has these no... pianos everywhere. <laughs> she has no classes that she ever has to go to, but she does have a piano hidden in every single mm-hmm. room that she could just play at will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she finds uh, whichever one I guess was more convenient for her today um, and Ryan is going to join her in there. It sounds like she is uh, practicing one of the songs that she wrote for Troy and Gabriella. That's all she works on. I mean, I don't think that <laughs> yes. she cares much about anything else in the play. Just making sure that the TNG song is you know, ready to go. Troy called her a playmaker once and she has taken that to heart and will just do anything for these two now. Yeah, and it's like there's definitely like or I guess like you could ship this uh, kind of thing, but like I don't think there's any kind of like, oh, I have a crush on Troy. Oh, I want to be like friends with Gabriella kind of thing. She is just the world's number one, you know, Tabriella Stan. Absolutely. She is. Yeah. So she's going to be working on yet another song for them as as Ryan comes in. And I guess the plan is try to to kind of woo her here so that he can end up uh, stealing the song from Troy and Gabriella. But um, instead, he, he's kind of going to sit down here. We, we get a little bit of a Ryan Kelsey duet in the beginning of this uh, this next song. So we do trying out some some pairs we haven't seen together before. Like you said, we still don't get that uh, Chad and Taylor duet, but we are going to get a little bit of Ryan and Kelsey here. Yeah, which is like a little, you know, confusing because it, like that's not the direction that we were going in when we were linking up all of these characters as far as like making sure everybody was in a pair. Mm-hmm. It was Ryan and Martha Cox and it was uh, Jason with Kelsey so I guess like yeah what happened to uh, Jason like helping her shoot a basketball right. in the first movie do you so, think Jason is like somewhere privately seething right now that Ryan's 100% 100% <laughs> and I don't know you know I don't know maybe him and Martha Cox have like I don't know I don't, I don't remember the exact prom uh, pairings because if Ryan and Kelsey are going to prom together then like surely Jason and Martha went together to be like you know we, we you know have nobody else to go with I don't know had to be yeah um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, so he asks her if she's going to prom, um, you know, what she's doing for prom and she kind of talks about all the work she still has to do, but he's like, okay, great. I'll pick you up at eight. So they're going to go to prom together. And like you mentioned, they are going to sing a little bit here, which leads us into, uh, what is actually Troy and Gabriella's, uh, performance that's supposed to be in the play. I just want to be with you. Yes. And d- during when, uh, Ryan's kind of <laughs> asking to go to prom or not even like asking, just saying, you know, great. I'll pick you up at eight, even though Kelsey, uh, gave a bunch of excuses as to why she wouldn't go. We we right. find out that prom is two days before the show in this timeline, which mm-hmm. um, is an interesting because I don't know how this fits in with, with Gabriella's timeline of when she's going to be there and when she's not. But we can talk about that a little more later. But she clearly says here, Kelsey does, that prom is two days before the musical. So, um, but yeah, they're they're going to they're gonna start singing, I uh, Just Want to Be With You. We're going to cut to... Uh, 
you know, how uh, in rehearsal, we're Troy and Gabrielle are singing this song now. So mm-hmm. uh, clearly meant to be the Troy and Gabrielle number. And Tro- Troy is just, uh, I mean, they, they're just having a great time here. Troy's singing while walking down the aisle in his classic red baseball tee. He's like standing on the chairs, climbing over Darvis. Like, it's clear that Gabriella was 100% correct here, that Troy Troy fucking lives for a performance here. Yeah, and, uh, like, so many things here. I mean, the baseball tee being back, like, finally, what are you guys waiting for? Like, we had this, we had to wait till part two to get the baseball tee back. Like, that's literally signature Troy Bolton. As much as the basketball is to Chad, it's like the baseball tee is to Troy. Um, but yeah, the, the climbing all over the seats, it's like, why are we doing this in rehearsal when you, you're not doing that during the show? <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe Darvis doesn't mind that you're some kind of, like, weird monkey climbing over her, but, like... You can't just be doing Literally, that to anybody in the audience. Climbs over Darvis. Yeah. Literally over, like, it's crazy. Um, and we're going to see, like, a little bit later on a scene where, like, she does have uh, more of an affinity for Troy than, you know, we thought. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, she does seem, I guess, it makes more sense now that, like, she's letting him get away with being weird in the middle of rehearsal and planning whatever. Okay, not important. Um, but, yeah, so it's, uh, this number here is, uh, you know, it's a cute Troy and Gabriella duet, but there's so many more that are going to be better. So it's not one that stands out to me. Uh, it's just like a very simple, uh, nice sounding song, I guess, is my summary. I agree. Well, listen, I'm going to love a Troy and Gabriella duet. I'm going to always love a Kelsey Nielsen original here. So, and they're, they're all, they, you know, they're having the time of their lives with everyone watching them. Seems a lot of fun. They, they get emphatic clapping at the end. And um, I don't know what, Chad's costume was here during this. Ryan's feel like hysterically yeah. laughing at him. Why is Chad dressed as like a clown in this performance? I don't understand what's happening. Especially because like this is about their lives, so I don't know yeah. when in the story we missed that Chad was a clown. Um, yeah, I don't understand. He comes in like literally a clown outfit. I understand why Ryan's laughing hysterically at him. I just don't understand what happened here. Who made this costume for him? Also, like, the whole idea here, I'm so confused as well because the set is, like, a balcony, which, I mean, I am taking to be, this is Gabriella's balcony where Troy climbed up, and I guess everybody knows the story by now, so uh, <laughs> we've recreated Gabriella's balcony, but also the entire cast, everybody is, like, behind the doors as if they're in Gabriella's room. So, like, that's not recreating reality, that's just weird. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, they just want to watch the performance, they could have easily done that from the crowd, it's just strange, I don't know exactly, you well, know, Troy, the they didn't want Troy, like, jumping over them, so. Troy, Troy was probably like, listen, guys, I'm going to try out this thing where I jump on all the chairs. Yeah, so they you were like, oh, we're going the watch other way. <laughs> the performance from somewhere else. Um, you know, it's it's it uh, doesn't make sense. And then when Chad comes out in this clown outfit, you're also very confused. And so many questions. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess the, the cute part of the song is when they're both up on the balcony and, you know, they're singing uh, together and like they're doing like that sidestep motion just to like get closer and closer to each other. You know, again, cute stuff, not the cutest stuff they've ever done by any means, um, but it's good enough. And, you know, uh, rehearsal ends. Ryan's pleased with what they did today. Darbus is pretty happy. Kelsey's ready to take it from the top again. And, you know, we'll uh, keep rehearsing and maybe we can make it even cuter. Who knows? Hopefully. So, um, but then Ryan and Sharpay are going to catch up. Ryan uh, talks to her about how he has not yet gotten the song from Kelsey, but he is taking her to prom, which is exactly what she suggested. But um, obviously this isn't good enough. She still wants the song no matter what it takes. Um, He makes like a dig here being like, okay, but just like a reminder, you're not Gabriella. This song (laughs) is like written for her. And what a blow. (laughs) Well, to be fair to Ryan, he does not know what the plan is. Like, he, he's probably thinking, like, this song was written for Troy and Gabriella, like the characters in the in the musical that we're putting mm-hmm. on. What What is – does she want him to, like, get Kelsey to at some point just be like, actually, this Sharpay character is going to sing this song now? He doesn't know that uh, Sharpay is going to just get Gabriella to leave so that she can end up playing Gabriella. So um, to Ryan, this seems flawed. So when he's like uh, – you're not Gabriella. Like I took that literally. Like he knows that this is a Gabriella song and 
Sharpay is not going to be able to sing it because she is not literally Gabriella. I know. Like when when Sharpay had Kelsey rearrange "You Are the Music in Me," she had her rearrange it because she could not like because they have different voices and they they perform differently. I guess you could say uh, simply. So like she uh, Sharpay very much knows that uh, a Troy and Gabriella duet is not going to be what a she wants to do like as far as Sharpay performances <laughs> go and be like it's probably not going to be in her range. So you probably should explain this a little bit more if you want Ryan to help you out with anything. But you know she's got this plan going on she's working I'd with like tiara to hear, uh, sorry yeah oh, well. I, I was just gonna say i'd like to hear sharpay's version of uh of uh just want to be with you yeah no 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 i just want to be with you no 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 this is good no 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 i just want to be with you yeah yeah great i think ryan has also sort of lost the plot at some point here because um she asked like how he's going. He's like, I, I asked her to prom and she she thinks this is brilliant, Sharpay, because, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this is what Ryan had in mind. I think he just like forgot what he was supposed to do and just ended up getting a prom date out of it. Um, but no, didn't Sharpay say that earlier to do that? That is true. She said she said, take her to prom if you have to. But when she says like, that's genius, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. It looks like Ryan has like genuine confusion on his face. Yeah, I mean, these two confuse each other and confuse us at, <laughs> at all times. Um, but yeah, I mean, and nothing could be as confusing as what's going to happen next, uh, where Troy and Chad show up <laughs> at a junkyard, um, is the best way I can describe this, unless, I don't know. Um, they're obviously this this really important storyline in the High School Musical series about how Troy's car yep. is broken down Absolutely. and terrible. And, um, you know, it did start, Going back to at least the first, I mean, the second movie, I don't remember about the first, but um, this car, he needs to get it fixed. He shows up and there's some guy here that apparently uh, these guys know each other pretty well because Troy and Chad have been coming to this junkyard as if it's some kind of school playground uh, since they were kids. And uh, the guy is going to just kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know, take a look around, see if you find anything you need. Uh, lock up when you're done. Lock up when you're done. Like, what do you <laughs> lock up when... You know where the key is. Like, what? Like, as what? Much questions as we had about the last scene. I have even more about Way this more one. about this. I mean, <laughs> do we have another hour to get into this one? <laughs> we, we might need it. We, we've heard Troy complain about his broken truck all movie. And I guess it's specifically so we could get this random junkyard scene. Yes. Which... I, I don't know why we needed it, but the guys here are acting. They literally said, oh, hey, the boys are back upon arrival. Yeah. They're acting like Troy and Chad are there all the time. Apparently, they have been since they were kids. We've literally never seen them here. In like, three Troy movies, and Chad, we've never seen them at the junkyard. Troy and Chad to this junkyard is like Ryan and Sharpay to Lava Springs. Like, that is very <laughs> yes, exactly. exact vibes. Like, it's just... Every summer, well... While they were at the country club, they apparently Troy and Chad were at the junkyard. I love that uh, Troy dresses up to come to the junkyard wearing a bandana around his head. Mm-hmm. This is a new look for Troy as well. And even the guy that works here, he's excited that Troy and Chad are going to play for U of U of A next year. He's already gotten his season tickets there. They're apparently like so close, this junkyard employee and Troy. Yeah. And they, they've built up so much trust with him, apparently, that he tells them he's like, I have to leave early. Just lock up when yeah, you're that's, done. Uh, that's insane. Just lock up when you're done. You, what do you mean? You know where the key is. <laughs> lock up the junkyard this man is not on the payroll neither of them (laughs) we have not had one scene to make this plot make any sense but (laughs) this guy trusts them enough to just leave and that's when troy you know starts telling chad where he doesn't want his future laid out for him anymore and that's i guess that's we need to be in the junkyard here for them to uh talk about how every time troy does a show you know chad's like you know every time you do a show you you start to think for yourself and not just do the things that me and your dad wanted (laughs) do kind of bullshit um I, all i want to do is rewrite this scene and instead of this guy that you know leaves them in charge i want to make it uh fulton because obviously we don't bring him back for the second mo- uh, third movie um 
the guy who is directing, you know, everything over at Lava Springs. But um, I just want the storyline <laughs> for him to continue where we see a little, a little bit of justice for him that he quits the job there uh, because he's yes. sick of working for Sharpay's family and uh, gets hired here. Maybe this guy or maybe maybe don't get rid of this guy. Maybe they're brothers. Uh, Fulton and this guy are brothers. Uh, Fulton co-owns this place. And, uh, you know, we could have a little bit more tie in uh, to bring everything all together and add a little bit something more to be interested here rather than just like, oh, look, Troy and Chad own this car place that we just found at their high school. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And their, their parents would just let them as little eight year old kids come to a junkyard and pretend to be superheroes and stuff. I, I doubt the parents were there like watching them as they did this. I guess they had enough trust in the junkyard employees to watch their kids every day as well. I guess uh, you just imagine like uh, young Troy, young Chad, like hiding in one car someday. And here comes coach Jack Bolton. Where's Troy and Chad? <laughs> What are they? What are George doing in that car? What are you two doing in the car? <laughs> um, it, it works in truly any scenario. Uh, but this is going to be where we get the big number. The boys are back. Troy and Chad have oh, not yet is, had a number together, yes. and now it's time for the boys are back. They're going to do it again. They're going to wake up the neighborhood. Inspires another wacky song here. I've always said the one thing that the first two movies were missing was a junkyard number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I remember the first time I watched this movie. Like I said, I didn't get to do it till I was a junior in college. 20 years old and this is what jumped out to me as like <laughs> the kind of like a ridiculous part of the movie just the whole thing we already talked about all the weird stuff with the junkyard but even just this number like this is after it seeing it only once like this is if you ask me what i remember from the third movie this would be it It would be the junkyard scene here mm-hmm. and this song particularly yeah look the boys are back and they're gonna do it again uh just like they used to do so i don't know i don't know why this has anything to do with anything like we have <laughs> so much time in this movie that could be used towards like sure show us troy and chad's friendship but like their friendship is based on basketball, not cars. So I don't know what, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it's this whole thing of like, you know, showing that like, this is stuff they used to do when they were a kid. And now they're back to just, you know, we're literally going to see like young boys, uh, pretend not mm-hmm. pretending, uh, like young Troy and Chad, uh, at one point during this number, uh, it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, they probably play basketball when they were younger too. This very easily could have been like, they go back to some old basketball court that they used to play at any, like same song. I don't care, but what did it have to do with the cars? <laughs> Crazy. It's such a weird choice, and it's, uh, you know, it's also, like, super corny, but it is, you know, once you get past the premise that for some reason they're in a junkyard, it is a lot of fun here, and, uh, you know, Zac Efron and Corbin Blue are just going to get to go wild here in their first and only song as, as uh, just the two of them. There's also a lyric in the song where they say, just like, like a showdown, Will Smith and Bobby De Niro. So I obviously had to research this line because unlike you, I am a fan of movies and I had no idea what this could be referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I looked it up. Do you do you uh, do you even, have a guess at, no. at what movie they could be referring to? Okay. <laughs> Not even so the, the only movie that both Will Smith and Robert De Niro are in together is the 2004 classic Shark Tale, which is so funny to me if this is, in fact, the movie that they are referencing. And on the IMDb for this movie, it, in the references section, it does say Shark Tale is listed as the movie that these two are referencing here. So. Um, as far as IMDb is concerned, this is canon that uh, Troy and Chad okay, are referencing. Well, it's the movie 2008 Shark Tale. here, right? So um, mm-hmm. Shark Tale was 2004. Yeah, so the, four years ago when they were in middle school, still they just really liked that movie. Apparently, enough to uh, include into the song. It was very, very funny to me. Just have this random yeah, that's reference weird. here. Um, I mean, this is all weird, but that that is strange. Um, like the past three songs have been songs that like, yeah, I know the basic idea of the song, but like, mm-hmm. this is where I kind of lean into your category of like, not knowing all the words of High School Musical 3 songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I'm, uh, I still like it and I still enjoy uh, listening to it or watching it all play out in the movie. Um, but it's super unlikely to get a uh, a full play if it comes out in the car. 
Oh, yeah. This is, uh, for me, this is not a song that I'm going to go to if I want to play a song. You know, probably wouldn't turn it off if it comes on. But I think the only thing about this is that um, it, it just gets bumped up a little because it is the most surreal part of the movie by far. And they are just, you know, these cars are like pretty much just like coming to life and they're like hitting them with poles and yeah. ripping the steering wheels off. It, it's very fun to watch at the very least. And uh, of course, you mentioned they magically transform into like little kid versions of themselves, mm-hmm. which is I was was not expecting it. I guess wasn't expecting little Troy and little uh, Chad to come out of nowhere here. It. Uh, kind of cute, even though it's a it's a weird decision to make. But I I, I do think it's uh, genuinely cool at the end when they're like jumping on the big tire as it rolls. That that seems pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean uh, the choreography in the middle of, of of everything there. Like I didn't know Zac Efron was such a good dancer. I mean, like not to say that he's some kind of like professional out here, but like he got this choreography down just fine. I knew that uh, that. Um, Hello, what's his name? Uh, Corbin Blue could could dance. I mean, he has a whole movie right. about it. Um, but I don't know. You just a little a little surprised when you're like, oh, Zac Efron can kind of hold himself down here. So, um, yeah, that that was all fun. And you know, them running all around this junkyard like it's a jungle gym is fun. It kind of made sense as to why uh, Troy did that parkour earlier in the movie when letting Gabriella yeah. out of the car because it was like a little teaser. He was just practicing for you know later in the movie jumping all exactly. around these cars. So, you know, I guess I guess we're tying in some storylines together that nobody even noticed. Um, but when it all ends, Chad is going to ask Troy, so what are you going to do if Juilliard says yes? And Troy says he doesn't know, which Chad says was not the answer he wanted to hear. Um, he's like, we're going to hit the gym tomorrow and we're getting back at it, like keeping your head in the game. Um, so, you know, sounds good. I guess they're just going to kind of stay in this, uh, you know, holding pattern. Troy doesn't really have an answer for him, which is perfectly fine. Like, uh, if we haven't said it enough, like the fact that Troy doesn't know what he wants to do is okay. People don't know what they want to do for years after they get out of high school, let alone like as you're getting towards graduation and trying to decide what school to go to. Like this is a normal thing. Yeah. Troy does not owe these people anything, any decisions that just let this boy go to prom and sing in the musical and graduate. Like you do, you do not need to be pressuring him to just uh, give, give him his commitment on, on U of A right, right here, right now as, yeah. as the, uh, as the song goes. <laughs> so we'll, uh, you know, we'll check back in on Troy's decision in a bit, but we also have to talk about Gabriella's decision. Uh, Gabriella oh. and Taylor are uh, back at Gabriella's place uh, to, discussing her big uh, decision with uh, Stanford and, uh, it's going to be a lot of back and forth here and it's, uh, you know, she's having a tough time deciding what to do. Yeah. Taylor way more excited for this than it seems like Gabriella is. And oh, yeah. just, just to get into the logistics of this again, Gabriella understandably doesn't want to miss everything because for some reason Stanford needs to pull her out in the most, you know, one of the most important times in your high school career, the last, <laughs> the last few weeks. But Taylor says, no, you just missed the show. And then you can come back for prom and graduation. So I don't know. Am I dumb? Or didn't we just find out that prom is two days before the show? So how is Gabriella going to miss the show and then come back for prom? Um, don't ask me to dissect the timeline. I, <laughs> I got the first I one. I can't get past. I cannot get past this. I figured out the first timeline for the first movie because it's a two week time period. And that was easy <laughs> enough to, uh, to follow. But now we're here of like that two week time period ending, but you know, one, one week, one year later, and now we're going to the end of the school year. So there's way too much time here at play. It's, it's confusing. Yeah, I don't know. It, this is something I, I've just been harping on where I don't understand why she can come back for prom, but she can't come back for the show. 
it just seems a little arbitrary, but I guess that's, that's where we're getting uh, yeah. a lot of the conflict in this part. So what, yeah. whatever. And like you said, Taylor seems to care a lot more than Gabriella does here. <laughs> yeah. um, she is like so appalled about the idea because Gabriella mentions, maybe I'll just stay here for a year. And uh, Taylor screams like, what? Uh, fully like scaring Gabriella's mom who is downstairs <laughs> yeah. just trying to like, you know, read a book. Um, and it's going to end up being like, it's going to bring Gabriella's mom upstairs to like see if everything's okay. Um, but yeah. they go back and forth about this. Um, and at one point, Taylor makes a comment being like, look, I get it. Troy's your first crush. but And then Gabriella Ooh. looks at her like she wanted to like hit her. <laughs> yeah, she immediately knows she shouldn't have said that. And she's just, she's going to apologize right away as uh, as Gabriella's mom comes upstairs. Gab- Gabriella mentioned that, yeah, she has this plan. Maybe she'll she'll do a U of A for a year. Um, feels obvious that Gabriella should go to Stanford over U of A. But if she just goes to Stanford a year later, wouldn't it be the end of the world? No. You don't really need to scream at the top of your lungs when oh, you hear what? this. Like, I, I get you want Gabriella to do what's best for her, but you know, if Gabriella does want to start a year later, all right, let her come to that conclusion on her own. But uh, Taylor, Taylor notices that Gabriella's mom's here now, so uh, Taylor's going to be like, I, I need to get dinner anyway, so I'm gonna, I'm going to leave uh, Gabriella and Miss Montez. You guys can go out in the balcony and uh, have a little, you know, heart to heart here. I guess. Yeah. I was going to say it's nice of uh, Gabriella to let Taylor use the front door rather than climbing down the tree to leave <laughs> yes. her house um it does seem like more people than more often than not people climb down the tree to leave um but yeah so taylor leaves and you know uh gabriella and her mom come and uh uh just n- nothing uh, super significant here but her mom can see that she's like hurting with this decision of doesn't really know what to do her mom gives her like a big hug and uh, a little bit of advice here because gabriella is super stressed out and she's like look i know that high school can feel like it's the most important thing in the world when you're in it but things do change and i feel like anybody can kind of uh, agree with that sentiment it's obviously the second you step out of that world and uh or you know, more free as an adult or as an older person, it's like, wow, that was stupid. I mean, maybe some people are like Matt, where they had a lot of fun back there, but I think you can still kind of look back and realize, okay, that was like such a very small part of, you know, what hopefully is a nice, long, fulfilling lives for all of us. It's true, but parents say this all the time, and it I don't think it doesn't it, it's not the most helpful thing in the world because it doesn't really change about how a high school is feeling in the moment. Like as silly as it might seem to a parent or to yourself after the fact, like this is still the most important thing to Gabrielle in the world right now. So she is treating it as such because she doesn't have anything after high school to compare this to. She doesn't know how silly it's going to seem in the future. Right. And right now she just wants to spend as much time with Troy as she can and not freak out about, you know, whether she's going to Stanford or not. So I mean, it's a uh, it's it's tough. There's a lot of good advice out there. Um, the the phrase, it gets better, comes to mind of just like, it's nice to say, but people that are going through something at the moment definitely, you know, need more specific advice to some sometimes, you know, of what they're in rather than just knowing that like, okay, someday, eventually it'll be, it'll be good. Um, but, you know, another discussion for another day. Um, again, she's right. High school is, is not forever, but Gabriella is like, you know what? Not everything has to change, and uh, maybe I don't want these big changes in my life. Um, So there's that. Um, we see Troy and Chad and their dads are having dinner and then, oh, the moms are there too. Just, I guess they're <laughs> setting the table. Um, they are discussing the boys future at the U of A. They toast to the Red Hawks. Um, and everybody's, you know, so excited that these boys are moving on in their lives together. And then the whole point here is obviously Troy is very conflicted because he hasn't really shared with everybody just how unsure he is. Yeah. And speaking of people being more excited, like the dads are even more excited about this U of A thing than the kids. And, you know, continuing to make Troy feel a pressure here. You can see just how uncomfortable he is here kind of at uh, at the dinner. So you got to feel for him there. And so he, he's kind of just got to head back into the into the treehouse and 
I guess just stand there and you know spy on his parents as they're still in the kitchen. Um, Miss Bolton, she's uh, look at all the screen time she's getting. Not not many lines still, but she's she's there at least. Uh, yeah, and this is going to be a uh, deleted scene alert, 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 alert. Uh, oh, right was this he- a deleted scene? Yeah, right here, right okay. now. Uh, the reprise is fully not uh, was definitely not in like the main movie itself. Um, it was, and I looked it up just to confirm. It was in the extended version, so. Um, you know, it was on the DVD, I guess, uh, as part of the whole movie. But uh, watching this back, I was like, this could be the first time I'm ever seeing this. But I don't know. Uh, probably not the first. Just definitely not in the movie itself because it's such a short little, you know, whatever. Um, Troy's back out in his treehouse, as you mentioned, and Gabrielle is on her balcony. And uh, they're just singing out loud a, a bit of a reprise to right here, right now, as obviously they're not together. But um, who knows how close their houses are to, to each other? There's a possibility they can hear each other. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, again, obviously, it's pretty much just as good as the original, but just shorter. And I I guess some more more emotion here, I guess, because of what's happening in the movie at this point. So I don't know. I'm I'm guessing we're uh, we're ranking this as well. I don't think so. It's not on the track list. All right. Then let's not. Perfect. Because I would have just obligatorily probably ranked it last just because, again, it's just it's good, but it's short. And I think it's I guess they they didn't even appreciate enough to keep it in the movie proper. So we don't have to appreciate it enough to uh, to rank it. And we can have a discussion at some point as well about like when we get to those final rankings, do we put in those small little reprises? It doesn't really do much, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so that reprise, you know, it comes and goes as fast as you can uh, imagine it would. Um, again, like you said, sounds great, whatever. But we go back to the, the school. Troy is there. Um, have to do another fashion check. His pants are also very low again. Um, <laughs> just that's that's what we're running with here back in these times um, for Troy. And he looks speaking, inside. Speaking of his, of his yeah, sorry. Speaking of his fashion, is this a new baseball tee that Troy's wearing? I only caught the shirt at the end, what but I, I noticed. It? It's like a dark. It's like a blue kind of gray, like maybe a navy blue. He's wearing. I guess I didn't. I didn't clock that. I was focusing on the uh, low pants. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I I covered the shirt. You covered the pants. I think <laughs> going forward, maybe that's what we could do. I'll pay attention to the Honestly? shirt. Pay attention to the pants. <laughs> it's not a bad. We'll system. compare. We'll compare notes. But yeah, I, I'm not sure because I only caught a little. Of, I don't know if this was a baseball tee. It looked like it though. But it. Uh, we see the red and the green before, but I've never seen this like dark blue that he was wearing. I was so also I not the... focused on the shirt because I was focused on the lockers. I was like, wow, these lockers have really seen some upgrades over the years. Like the fact that they now <laughs> say "Go Wildcats" like all the way across. True. Like anybody who doesn't have school spirit needs to just transfer. Absolutely. That's great. And he's he's also got enough room in there for his huge pictures of Gabriella in the locker. Yeah, he's got uh, big pictures of Gabriella in this locker. He doesn't have the Sharpay double locker. It's, of course, just no. one locker per person, other, unless you're Sharpay. Um, but Sharpay herself does show up, actually, here. Uh, she is hiding behind, uh, not a wall, but behind a locker here and kind of scares Troy. Um, he She's going to offer Troy her congratulations. How great is it that Gabriella was accepted to the honors program uh, over at Stanford? Troy is very confused, has no idea what she's talking about. So, of course, she's happy to show him and explain, like, yeah, no, it all starts next week. It's going to conflict with, you know, prom and with graduation and whatnot. But, like, it's so awesome that she's going to be doing this. Like, this is such a great opportunity. Uh, He just doesn't even know what to say. He's like, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Uh, which, as she notices, is, yeah, this is a little awkward. But she knew what she was getting herself into. Oh, yeah. Like, Sharpay with the brilliant move here to get Troy himself to convince Gabriella to go to the honors program. Like, she she knows what she's doing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Troy... Right away, just the fact that Sharpay is talking to him and telling him all this, like, obviously, it's not because she's being a friend to him. Troy should immediately know that this is some kind of scheme and be very suspicious. But, you know, he was caught off guard. He's now hearing this news for the first time. And now he thinks he has to do the right thing and go to Gabriella and, like, convince her to uh, take this opportunity. Yeah. Um, social game is, uh, you know, always uh, social game could use improvements, but strategic game Sharpay is 
you know, kicking everybody else's ass around here. She knows what, you know, she's no, she knows what's going on. Um, I feel like it'll very often result in like a bitter jury kind of situation, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, I still... think Sharpay's being a the zero vote finalist more times than, uh, than I'd be willing to accept. But still, as far as strategy goes, she's got it all figured out. So, you know, you can't knock that for her. Um, but yeah, so she tries to get Troy, uh, to go do all the convincing here and he's going to uh, actually take a step towards that. We're going to go back to Gabriella's house again. We're just bouncing back and forth. Your house, my house, up, down, uptown, downtown, in the school locker, this uh, everywhere. Um, Gabriella is doing some homework at first, but Troy calls, uh, to pretty much let her in, let him in from the balcony where he's going to bring up some pizza and, uh, have a little picnic in her room and, you know, have some big discussions here. Troy has somehow built some kind of pulley system to raise a pizza in a basket to her. And is that um, abnormal I, to you? <laughs> I've never done it. I don't know. <laughs> Troy, I guess he's pretty handy. He he can fix cars, kind of. I mean, his car still is not really working. I wouldn't that well, say but, he can fix cars. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he can. But he can. Uh, he's got some. He can make the pulley system to raise pizza in a picnic basket. And what is a picnic without chocolate and strawberries? I don't. Chocolate, strawberries, and pizza don't exactly mix, but I guess more power to them if this is what they want to do here. And, you know, while they're having their picnic, which Troy, you know, loves a good picnic, Mm -hmm. he brings up the honors program, asks why he didn't know about it. And I feel like Gabriella should be way more upset about, like, who is telling everyone about this when she's only told Taylor, but... Gabrielle just accepts this fact immediately. Her and, uh, CBS bio is on the website. There's nothing she can do about. It. Like uh, Taylor <laughs> didn't do anything wrong here. She was. It's not like she was the, like usually Taylor. No, obviously Taylor. Yeah, I, obviously Taylor didn't do anything. But I Gabrielle is like, how did you know about that? You can't that? even and blame Sharpay. Like this is inf- this information true, is public knowledge. This is public knowledge. So I guess that's why Gabriella knew with this. Uh, with the CBS cast bios out there on uh, searchtheweb.com. Like she answered that... like what former Stanford uh, student are you most <laughs> like? And she answered that. And you know, she did all of these questions. Like, what did she think they were not going to post it? Yeah, that, that's a good point. So Troy, Troy does the noble thing here, pushes her towards doing the honors program. Um, it definitely feels like a big deal. Probably isn't. I feel like this relationship is strong enough to survive this uh, temporary long distance relationship here if she does, in fact, go to Stanford and he goes to U of A. But um, in the moment, it, it feels like a very huge deal to them. Hard to say. I mean, I don't have experience here, but like, you know, I feel like in general there's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm giving you a random number here. One in five uh, couples will last this long distance kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of them I believe – in Troy and Gabriella. I mean, who doesn't? I'm just saying. They uh, are the one in five. Their relationship is strong enough. Who who knows where they actually would end up? I mean, um, obviously, Gabriella is like super invested in this relationship. We know Troy is too, but like, I just need to call back to her ringtone that was playing at the beginning of the scene uh, when Troy <laughs> called. It was You Are the Music in Me. So I assume it was her and Troy's version, uh, not Troy and Sharpay's version. But that'd be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Even Gabriella has to admit that the Sharpay version is more catchy. You never know. Um, but yeah, so this conversation is like, you know, uh, as I guess not, it wasn't like tense or anything like that, but it was like as uncomfortable maybe as Gabriella was expecting it to be, which is why she was putting it off for so long. Um, and you, you know, Troy's being very encouraging saying you have to go. It's the right thing to do. Um, but Gabriella makes her point here saying, I, I want things to slow down. I really don't know if I want to do the right thing, uh, you know, for the rest of my life. Like if this is the right thing, maybe I can try something different. And you know, she, again, she hasn't ruled out that maybe she'll still go to Stanford eventually, but for now, uh, she wants to stay home and maybe or maybe stay home. She hasn't even locked it in either way. She's just considering it. Right. I feel like it's the same thing with Troy in the first one. Like if people offered their support and said, OK, if that's what you want to do, um, I think maybe this is what you should do. But rather than like both Taylor, Troy, everybody and her mom seem to just kind of be like, 
this is not the right decision. And if you choose this one, you're making a big mistake. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the high school, like eight, these 18 year olds should be getting more time to choose what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Like you're in high school. And then like before you even finish high school, you have to decide where you're going to college. And then like right That's away, you have crazy. to decide what major you're doing. Like there should be just like Gabriella should be able to stop time here and just have have this moment where they can just, you know, completely figure out what exactly they want to do. But because everything just keeps moving, like Tro Troy can't help but look into the future right now because graduation's right around the corner. You know, you have to uh, commit to what college you want to go to. And, you know, Gabriella is like this. This is a very emotional scene here because we've been rooting for these two for three movies by now. We just want them to be happy. And this is uh, it feels like goodbye, even though Troy's like, why? Why are we saying goodbye? And she's Gabriella says, I, I just meant goodnight. It seems like they're kind of saying goodbye to each other in this moment. Yeah. I mean, Gabriella says I'm a lot better at goodbyes than you. I've had a lot of practice. She uh, yeah. certainly has, you know, uh, moved on from a lot of past uh, friendships and, and schools and whatnot before. Uh, you know, she, she's done this kind of thing already. Um, so yeah, Troy's going to end up leaving for the night. He, uh, heads back down the tree because I guess her mom didn't know that Troy was there. So that'd be kind of awkward to, uh, to have her wake up that way. I mean, I don't know how her mom heard Taylor yelling, uh, five <laughs> minutes ago, but didn't hear Troy climbing into the house and then the two of them well, talking all night. But. I think. Yeah, I think Miss Montez just loves Troy dating back That's to the true. first movie. She's willing to let anything slide. Do you but think yeah, she hates Taylor? <laughs> I don't know. I think she might be uh, indifferent for Taylor. She she heard Taylor yelling at Gabriella, and so maybe she's uh, souring on her a little bit. But yeah, yeah we, we got to see Troy actually actually climb down the tree this time. So mm -hmm. we ha can confirm it is the tree that he's using. He can climb up and down it at will. And Troy, Troy gets into his car here, and I guess he wasn't able to find what he was looking for in the junkyard because his car still is not starting. No, it's uh... – this tragic story of his car. I really hope that it gets better in the third part and he can, <laughs> and he know, just leaves it. Away. <laughs> he, he gets out of his car and just leaves it there. Yeah. Which I guess leads more to the theory that their houses are very close to each other and they were singing, you know, with each other in that last duet in the reprise. I guess so. Yeah. So um, we're going to get a number here from Gabriella that I will just say off the bat is my least memorable number um, in high school musical. I'm not saying that's the worst. Oh my God. Um, it's just one that I genuinely when I look at this song or I see that this song is coming up or whatever, like I'm like, what's the words? What, 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 what's this song? What is this? Was this like a cut right. song? Was this like, I just, it, it, it did not, has not continues to not leave a single impression on me. Yeah. We're at the moment in any high school musical movie where we're going to get the classic Gabriella ballad. And you know, it, it is dramatic here. She's singing on her balcony with like the wind in her hair and everything. But um, kind of, as you said, I, I mean, as far as memorability, like compared to the other two, like this is, I think definitely three out of three, even though I've said that I've forgotten, uh, about her ballad in the first one from time to time, this one's even more, um, you know, just, uh, I forget it more like, kind of like you said, but it, it's just, it's more, uh, more upbeat than her other ballads in previous movies. There's like horns in the background and backup singers and stuff. And it also just feels like shorter than the song. You, like the song ended and I was surprised that it was over already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean like call me, I don't know. Oh, don't call me a bad a high school musical fan, but um, if you need to call me that for this temporary moment in time, that's fine. I just genuinely forget that it exists. Um, I don't even know if I ranked it in my, like in that rankings I did the first time, you know, a couple years ago, I feel like, you when I look have. at it, I genuinely just feel like it's an extra scene uh, or whatever. And I looked up so many times today just to be like, was this in the movie or was it not? Because I just don't believe that it was. It's just that unmemorable to me that I'm like, it must be that I don't remember it because it's a bonus song. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't get it just out of my head. Away. I, know, yeah, I, I, know. I could not I sing it to you right to now. It, but... I couldn't. I couldn't. 
I yeah, wrote down it, lyrics it so that I could try to remember. I'm sorry. I just, I, I was like, ah. <laughs> do you, uh, do you like it though? If I could remember it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I'm like listening. I was paying attention. I was like, okay, she sounds great and all. Um, but I just, I don't know. Um, also her house yeah. is up for sale again. I don't know. She's, I guess, uh, she's leaving for college. So, um, well, I guess her mom did only promise Gabriella that she could stay until graduation. And I guess as soon as she graduated, her mom was just, you know, ready to move again. But yeah, she's clearly kind of feeling her emotions now. She's walking around the house. Ex- she's accepting the changes in her life. The pictures are disappearing off the wall and everything. Uh, you know, her, her house is up for sale again. She's getting into her mom's minivan yet again and, and getting out of school for the last two weeks to go to the Stanford honors program. Uh, and Troy doesn't know what else to do either, except to go to his uh, secret garden and just kind of like walk around. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, being a lonely boy up on the roof while she's driving away and, you know, off to this program. Uh, we go to rehearsal the next day after the, do you have any final comments on walk away? I don't want to, uh, no, just, just again, it, it's, <laughs> I just didn't anticipate it to be like, it's really only like a two minute song here in the movie. So. Yeah. Which again, it, it's quick and it, not memorable. Um, Gabrielle deserved better for her last ballad. She absolutely did, like 100%. Come on, Kelsey. Like, why are you not writing her every (laughs) song uh, to be better? Um, But we go to rehearsal the next day. Miss Darbus points out to everybody that Miss Montez is obviously no longer available. So Sharpay, you're going to be doing Gabriella's duet with Troy, as she was hoping. Uh, And Tiara Gold will now be stepping in to do Sharpay's part. So that's exciting for Tiara that she's in the show now. Um, And everybody's feeling pretty down and, you know, upset because Gabriella is gone. And that's not happy. Uh, But Sharpay is going to encourage them to, you know, keep doing it. Let's do it for Gabriella. Come on. Like, we can do this. Um, But no, everybody's just being sad, uh, including Troy, who's going to even go home and be sad more as he uh, balls up with his dad a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we saw Sharpay's master plan coming to fruition here. She's, it's funny that she's now going to play Gabriella. (laughs) It's very funny concept. And also she's like happy about this. She didn't even want to play herself. She wants the big part of Gabriella. And I feel like good thing. This is the last musical because I think they're going to start having like trust, trust issues with Gabriella because she, she, quit with very little notice at the country club. Now she's kind of leaving. I don't know if she ever actually told people that there was this potential honors program, like poor Miss Darbus that kind of has to, you know, rearrange this entire musical now that (laughs) Gabriella just randomly left. So, uh, yeah, not, not the best thing in the world. So, um, and yeah, this, this does cause, uh, Troy to, uh, to play some ball with his dad. He, his dad asked Troy if he's, uh, he's heard from Gabriella and, you know, they just have a little bit of a conversation here. Uh, she still plans on coming to prom. Once again, don't understand why she can make it to prom, but not the show. <laughs> Something's not adding up there, but, you know, whatever. That's His dad's going to ask him uh, how the show is going. But but Troy tells him he wouldn't want to know. And this causes Troy to respond by, like, chucking a basketball at his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, the basketball <laughs> went, like, 10 miles per hour, like, faster than his car has gone in, like, months. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the tension here is really going to build as his dad asks him so when were you going to tell me about this? And this is like the scene in like a lot of movies where like dad finds like, you know, a adult magazine or something. under Like, their... <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he pulls out. And that's kind of where I thought it was going for a second. Yeah, he had the uh, Juilliard letter on him. Like to yeah, play he just, like they were playing basketball and he just pulled out of his back pocket, the Juilliard, you know, Wait, the, the, the booklet. Moment. Out. <laughs> it's it, like how did Troy not notice that while they were playing? Like yeah. <laughs> crazy. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was hiding behind some like some wall out there that we couldn't even see because that's how uh, that's how they do things in the Bolton household. Uh, but Troy's like, there's nothing to tell. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and his dad's like, well, are you like serious about this? Like th- the only school we've ever talked about is U of A. Like if if you're genuinely trying to consider other options, this is a pretty big deal. Chad's going to be disappointed, uh, which Troy very quickly cuts him off and says, no, Chad. Uh, 
Chad has nothing to do with this. You would be disappointed. Yeah. Chad uh, would get over it. But Chad would, would get over it's it. Good right. move by uh, by his dad to just try to blame this on Chad at first. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a little <laughs> kid anymore. You raised me to make my own choices. Not you, not Chad, me. So I'm going to go do whatever the hell I want to do, Dad. Yeah, Coach Bolton here obviously just like wants to vicariously live through his kid and push him down the same path that he went. But it's uh, we've seen it all movie. It's putting too much pressure on Troy, and Troy's gonna snap at him. Like, I'm not a little kid anymore, Dad. And so he's uh, he finally wants to like take control of his future here and make his own choices. Yeah, and uh, choice number one is gonna be to go sneak into the high school. Yeah, he he's <laughs> new look for him. He's wearing his nice little hoodie here, and I guess he has his car back and it's working again because he's able to drive to the school uh, after hours and just. Get in. Like, I don't know how it happened, but he uh, he comes in there. He's going to dramatically take his hoodie off in the locker room and get his uniform uh, from his gym locker, which I guess is now technically Rocket Man's gym locker. But his uniform is still in there and yeah. he needs to put it on to sing his big number here. Yeah, I don't know. Did we like after that whole like prank had been done? Did we officially make the swap for Rocket Man? To oh, take maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but any regardless, his his uniform is still there, and that's the important part. Because yeah, you would to think that the uniform to do this, you'd think the uniform would be like home cleaned, washed by so. now. Especially also, the the, the uh, season's been over for months at this point. Like also, as we're gonna, you know, just to kind of cut ahead and take away a comment from the song that we're about to hear, his number was retired. Uh, Troy and Chad, both of their numbers mm-hmm. are up in the rafters. So yeah. like, you would think that like maybe the jersey already. would be there. Yeah, already, already these two Before legends of the basketball world here. You'd think they'd have this like. I mean, I was gonna say you'd think they'd have this ceremony like maybe after they graduate but i guess no. they did it like they couldn't wait after after the big championship game they were like we got to retire these guys numbers i just i uh, granted i don't <laughs> i never paid any kind of attention to any of the sports in my school but i don't remember <laughs> there being numbers retired for any high school athletes maybe i i don't remember that being the case yeah not that i know of i don't i don't think there ever has been but i it wouldn't surprise me i guess if there there was someone i just yeah. uh, i guess i don't care enough to know whose number is retired in my school yeah so uh we got the gabriella solo number a couple minutes ago now it's time for troy's that's how these uh you know the end of the movie works in a high school musical series uh yep, movie, that is the formula that's the formula so it's time for uh the troy bolton scream performance where he is just so you know sick of the voices in his head telling him that they know best they've got him on the edge uh and it's time for him to make a plan with the ball in his hand uh this time it's man to man and it's going to be his turn to just scream and let it all out and uh you know troy bolton at his dramatic best like his his bet on it his scream like that's where you get the troy bolton yeah, so this is uh, the spiritual sequel to Bet On It, obviously. And I'm, I'm sorry, I know you love Bet On It. I like this song more. I pretty much feel about this song how you feel about Bet On It. Like, just from the beginning of the performance to the end, I think it's I think it's very good. Troy's performance, obviously, very good. Like, this this is the emotion that I was looking for with Gabriella's ballad that we just kind of didn't get. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is what we wanted here from Troy. And, you know, it's his turn to walk through the empty halls and the empty gym, and then the guitar ramps up. We, you know, right off the bat, just the guitar solo, man. And the basketballs are falling from the sky. They're bouncing everywhere. The, the, yeah, there's the piano, the guitar, everything. Like, I love a good rotating room. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> so what iconic. do I do now oh. without you? I, I, I don't mentioned know that, uh, where to go. What's the right? I've uh, mentioned that there's a lot of songs in this movie that I'm not as familiar with, but I have played this song in the car and just like belted it very loudly many times. Hundred percent. I love singing along to this song as much as I love watching the performance. He's like sliding up and down the walls. I mean, we we saw how talented of a performer Zac Efron was when he did bet on it in the last movie, and it, honestly, just as good, if not better, in this. He's got the whole school to work with this time mm-hmm. he goes up and down the stairs he's like sprinting throughout the school there's a thunder and lightning storm going on outside yeah. another guitar solo like this is um like <laughs> the school, also, 
the enormous uh, poster of Troy in the wild. Yeah, the like school he, has he, continued to, to hang up one. posters of, uh, of <laughs> yeah. Troy and also Chad and, and Zeke, I think, bigger. were up there. They're, they're getting even bigger. They're like, it takes up the whole cafeteria. Think, yeah, like this gotta, giant cafeteria. Yeah, <laughs> Troy is uh, on a huge poster up there. But since he's so sick of all the pressure on him, he's going to rip it down, which, I mean, A, is a bad idea because you're vandalizing the school, essentially, by <laughs> ripping down a poster. I get that it's a yeah. view, but that doesn't make it your property. And B... You're not hiding very well that you're at the school right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's not even allowed to be here right now. Like, it's very late. It's very the school's very empty, and he's just here like vandalizing the property and, and, and he's, being uh, very loud. <laughs> he is very loud. He he's gonna he heads to the theater to continue this performance, and he does. He ends the song by literally screaming. So yeah, I mean, it's like everything you just said. It's it's a whole you know a whole. It's a great performance here I love um, as he's song, putting his passion into it. The rotating hallway, like, you know, broke oh. high school musical boundaries um, just of <laughs> <laughs> just being, uh, you know, so unexpected. He's just like standing there and all of a sudden the walls start moving around him. Yes. Where uh, where were you when the when the the uh, East High started to rotate? I, everybody I can remember needs to remember that. Everyone knows where they were when that yes. when that phenomenon happened. It was iconic. The clock's running down here. The crowd's getting loud. I'm consumed by the sound. Is it hurt? Is it love? Can the music ever be love? enough? Will it ever be enough? Out. You can do it. You can do it. And then, yeah, it's just, it's so intense here um, when he's at the auditorium at the end and uh, he's like dancing around on the pulleys on the stage. Like, I don't know how he, like, he's really going to hurt himself at some point, um, but he's not worried about that. He gets on the, he gets center stage, spotlight hits him and he just lets out that big, ah! <laughs> ah, Troy! <laughs> yeah, I love love now love the screen to end it off, and uh, yeah, I mean, everything's so good. There, there's nothing else we can say about it. Everything is just very good, and um, naturally, Miss D is sitting in the audience here. I'd be a little embarrassed if I thought I was kind of by myself for this, and then it turned out uh, someone had been watching me. Yeah, at least for the entire time that he was uh, in the auditorium. Oh, bravo, bravo. He uh, he did he did have a lot of passion in that performance, and uh, she's not really going to react uh, in that way. But she's not going to be, uh, you know, the typical Darbus way that you would expect to be like, oh, detention. Why are you at the school right now? She's like, yeah, I'm really not supposed to be here either, but kind of have to rebalance this whole show because now Sharpay is playing the role of Miss Montez. Um, do you think that, by the way, Darbus doesn't know Gabriella's name? <laughs> is there know. a chance? Um, I guess there. I guess there's a chance. Um, but but yeah, she's. <laughs> Always Miss Montez. I, she just likes to stay formal with the with the students. Um, I would, I, if I'm making an official guess, I think that she knows Gabriella's name. Maybe she forgets it from time to time. But okay. yeah, she's she's kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know what you're doing here right now, but I am here because your friend kind of fucked us here and I've got to kind of <laughs> redo this this whole show. Yeah, so in a way, this is your fault. You shouldn't let <laughs> yeah. her go. Um, uh, it's about time we, we get this one-on-one scene between uh, – Troy and, and Miss D as she's now known. Yeah. Um, Troy is like, look, this is just a great place to, and she's like, scream. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I guess you, I guess you were listening. Um, <laughs> but Darbus is actually going to come out here with a bit of uh, an unexpected, I guess, confession uh, slash just, you know, a bit of a inspiration reveal. towards him. Big reveal here. Uh, yeah. She t- tells him, look, you're really comfortable on stage. And I think that that led into why I submitted your application to Juilliard. He's like, Extreme ways drop. Extreme ways, 100%. (laughs) Um, She's like, look, I think it's better for you to consider your options now than to do it in 10 years when life is going to limit your options a bit. Uh, I apologize if I overstep. And he's like, no, it's okay. Like, not a a problem. Um, She's like, but I've learned to, you know, trust your instincts. And um, that's a quality that you don't seem to lack. So, you know, I think that you'll basically saying, I think you'll figure this out. I think you're going to be okay with uh, whatever you decide, even if it's not Juilliard. But I do think that you should consider it because, again, you're you're great 
great up there. Like you uh, just put on a whole performance about how upset you are. You wrote it yourself. You composed it yourself. You didn't need Kelsey. You didn't need Ryan. You figured this one out and it was on you. Yeah. And uh, when we get that big reveal, like right away, I was like, oh, I think she kind of overstepped a little. But even she knew that and she apologizes. And obviously, Troy's not mad about it. And, you know, look how far Miss D has come in the first movie. She's skeptical about uh, Troy even joining. And now she's like actively sending in his application so that he can be involved in like drama after high school if he wants it. Because, you know, by, by the end of this, she's she uh, she's won me over where she's saying that it's it's better to have your to not limit your opportunities now because they mm -hmm. will be more limited down the line. So she knows that. I, everyone at this point, even if Troy doesn't know it yet, that in the back of Troy's mind, this is always what he's wanted, even he, if he hasn't like fully come to terms with it yet. So mm -hmm. uh, he's not upset with her for doing this. And I am uh, I'm happy that we we didn't like cut out in the middle of in the middle of this. Uh, oh, this is a great place to stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. We really nailed it this time. Like, perfect. We, we got the vent very genuine heart to heart between the two of them. And so there's like many iconic scenes and moments in like the first two movies that just aren't present in this one. But I have really come to appreciate the third movie for uh, emotional scenes like this one that could really only exist in like the third movie. Like, in like you a can't finale. Have, yeah. Right. Exactly. You can't have something like this in the first movie. This is something that happens when you like know the characters for a few movies now. And now like in this big finale movie, you can have something that elicits the kind of emotion here between uh, the two of them in this scene. Yeah. I mean, especially like a teacher and, and student, I, I think a scene like this always hits so much harder than like a parent student, a parent student, yeah. a parent child uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of scene because the parent child, you know what to expect. Like, you know, mom and dad are so proud of you and this and that, but like the teachers are the ones who like have seen the growth in you and like know what to look out for as far as like, you know, somebody that's capable of doing something important in the next stage of life. So it's like, you know, maybe not that serious or not that deep here, but like just, yeah, I, I definitely take what you're saying. It's like a little bit more emotional when we're, we're this is more final it's like one of the you know we're getting to the end yeah. of the darbus and and troy bolton and darbus and all these kids you know time together so yeah it's got real uh, season finale vibes yeah um also please tell me you have the same note that i do here at the end of the scene uh she tells she walks away and she's like last one out turns off the lights like why are we still trusting troy to lock up places <laughs> like why does everybody keep giving him the keys and saying like all right close up when you're done Everyone just implicitly trusts Troy it's wherever crazy. he goes. He should not be in the school He's at all right now. He's not supposed to be here. He's like 17 years old. God forbid something happens and Darby's like, well, I don't know what happened. I let Troy, I let yeah, Troy lock up. I left. I just, you know, I let him lock up. I told him to hit the lights and then walk out. Like, truly, if something happened, it's like, you just left him there? Like, what? It's crazy. Um... But yeah, last one out lock uh, turns off the lights, and yet again Troy's left to uh, you know close up shop as uh, I don't know he, this, guy, this guy's like not making any paychecks for all the work that he's being handed uh, off school hours. But that is uh, as you mentioned where we are going to uh, end this second part. Yeah, like like we said, couldn't have timed it any better as we cut out literally exactly when the scenes end. So mm -hmm. we we really nailed it this time. Good for us. Uh, one part to go. My God, I can't believe it. Time we are conclusion. finally gonna get. Yeah, the conclusion of everything, everything that has been culminating up to this point. And there's like not much music left in the in the remaining 40 minutes. Yeah, we got so much. Um, we got so many songs right now. And I guess there's less like overall numbers because the actual spring musical itself like takes up so much time. So I think that's going to be the bulk of what we watch in the final part. Yeah, um, the two, two songs left on the on the listing here. Senior year spring musical medley and then high school musical itself uh, at the very end. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's where we are. We'll get to those songs and the rest of the movie in part three. But before we get there, we got to catch up with some song rankings for the uh, I don't even know. So are we not counting right here right now? Because it's not 
on Listen, I asked, I asked you, and you said that we weren't. So right, fine, we're you not. can change your mind if you want. No. I will slot it into. I'll slot it into last. No, um, I, I mean, if if you get like super technical with it all, maybe it should be on there. But it's just no, it's fine. All right, um, perfect. And if it was for me, it would probably be either last or second to last as well. So, you know, whatever. Um, so what do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs that we're currently up to. We had four uh, from part yeah. one and then five more to add in here. Yes. If we are not counting uh, the the uh, right here, right now reprise, then mm-hmm. yes, it should be nine. All right. Let's get into it. Where do you want to start? You want me to start? You want to start? Um, you can start with it because I forgot to factor these songs into the ranking, so I'm trying to work that out right now. We can work, work, work no, wrong rankings movie. out. We'll make them right. Actually, we'll make them wrong, usually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. So, <laughs> probably okay. gonna... I'll start. I'll even give you two uh, right off the bat to uh, give you some more time to catch up. I feel like I guess I made it pretty obvious what my bottom ranked song is going to be. Uh, it's walk away. I can't believe a Gabriella number could be all the way down to the bottom of my list, but I, I can't place it any higher than the bottom when I genuinely can't like say a lyric from it because it's just that not memorable to me. And I don't want to harp on it too long, but if there's anybody out there that is like a fan of walk away, which actually I'm pretty sure there are. I almost feel like last time when I posted my rankings that like there was somebody, I remember, I feel like there was somebody in my mentions being like, give more credit to walk away. I don't know. Um, so I'll throw that apology out there for now, but this is how I feel. Um, and then my uh, number eight, that was number nine. My number eight is at the moment, the boys are back. Um, I don't know if I see that changing, but it's just like, sure, it's fun and, and good and all, but it's just like total chaos over there with the uh, the the junkyard. I don't know why we're at the junkyard and it's cute. It's fun, but it's not quintessential high school musical. So it's at number eight for me. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned uh, "Walk Away" because I was missing a song in my ranking. I was trying to think what it was, and it it does end up being uh, "Walk Away," which I guess goes to a point that it's a little forgettable. But having said that, it will not be in in ninth for me. Uh, for me, uh, just just kind of too silly and pointless for me to have anywhere really too high. I'm gonna put uh, "Night to Remember" in ninth place for me. Okay. Um, been waiting all our lives for this. It's gonna be. A spot in the rankings to remember. And then similarly, just uh, in, in the same vein with just kind of silly songs that I don't take too seriously. Uh, I'm going to put boys are back in eight. Um, I do like watching them, you know, dance on the tires and stuff. But uh, as far as the song goes, I mentioned, it's not one that I'm going to really put on ever. And it's just not something that I take too seriously. It, it is like the big, like what the fuck is going on in this uh, movie right now. Happy that Troy and Chad got to sing and dance together, but uh, it's going to be, those are going to be my eight and nine here. All right. Well, boys are back tie for us at number, uh, at number eight. So um, we'll, uh, we'll be in consensus on that one. Um, my number seven is going to be another one from this part. It's going to be, I just want to be with you. Uh, as I said earlier, I think it's cute, um, but not, not cute, but not hot for a survivor reference there. It's, uh, it's definitely enjoyable, but not, Super memorable. I just want to be with you, the Ryan and Gabriella. Ryan, well, it is Ryan and Gabriella. There I go again. Um, but also Troy <laughs> and Kelsey. All right. So for me, my seven is you are not going to be happy with this. Can I have this dance is all the way down at number seven for me. Just again, much like you feel with Walk Away, I still have trouble thinking of how the melody to this goes and what the words are. And I just don't know this song well at all. And for some reason, it is a lot more boring to me than it is to you. So unfortunately, I have it all the way down at number seven. Um, okay. I guess it's better than being at number nine. So 
Yeah, Sounds it good. rose up a little. So, um, my next song in the list is number six, and it is a song that you already covered. So uh, that's probably a good thing for you. That night to remember is going to come up number uh, at uh, at number six, coming up next for me. Um, already kind of touched on it a lot here. It's um, it's fun. It's like I see what they were going for, but it didn't land. And just like all the rest of the songs on this list here, uh, just don't really speak to me as like you know quintessential high school musical. It's at number six, a night to remember. Yep. And number six for me is going to be one that you've already talked about. It's going to be, unfortunately, the uh, the forgotten Gabriella ballad in Walk Away. And I'm going to have uh, the Gabriella song here kind of break up the uh, the string of Troy and Gabriella songs that I have all kind of at at this point in uh, in my ranking here. I feel like we may have the next song being the exact same. Tell me if I'm correct. Uh, my number five is right here right now close i'll just say two four is right here right now and then five is just want to be with you which i agree that i uh, just want to be with you i kind of have the same thing where it's like a fun song i love a troy and gabriella number but it's not you know it's not as good as like their stuff usually is but i think that just goes to show that i'm just not as high on the songs in the third movie in general yes so yeah. it ends up just being at a nice respectable number five right now and then i have right here right now right above it in four yeah, I remember saying, you know, and, and while we were covering the second one, like, oh, my God, I love all the music in High School Musical 3. And then I like got into the movie and I remembered that, like, oh, wait, it's really kind of just the first four songs <laughs> that I have this deep passion about. Um, but I'm passionate about them. Um, and also, you know, maybe one from the section, too. Um, so, yeah, right here, right now is similar spots. I had it at five. It sounds like you had it at four. Um, uh, so I have to play some catch up here. My number four is one that you haven't said yet, so it must be in your top three, uh, is Now or Never. Now or Never comes in for me at number four. Um, a great opening to this movie, and um, this is like, there's a gap here between right here, right now, and Now or Never, so... I would agree with that, and much like in the first part, I have I had right here, right now, one spot above you had it, one spot above where you had it, and I have Now or Never, one spot above where you have it as well. I have Now or Never at number three. All right. Um, I have Above Now or Never, it is... Actually, there's a change up in uh, my my rankings here. Um, I did make a decision, I believe, like late late last night, uh, thinking on it more. And I have bumped up a different song and bumped down just one spot. And no, it's not your influence. Uh, can I have this dance? Uh, <laughs> actually went down one spot because I want it all uh, went up one spot. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up my rankings here. Uh, can I have this dance went for me at number three, um, which was number one, but now bumped down to number three. I still love it a whole lot, but um, I was thinking back on I want it all and just thinking about how I was like, no, honestly, like as I'm comparing it to fabulous thing, it could be better than that. Uh, it's like, you know, Ryan and Sharpay at their best. Um, it's a whole lot of fun there. So I did bump it up to number two uh, as of now. And number one is with a bullet scream uh the troy number in this movie that is just you know troy at his dramatic self again it, it worked with bet on it they did it again with scream and it worked just as much for me so scream gets my top spot and where are you currently at with your top? so we're gonna we're gonna have the same songs in the top two for once not like uh last movie where we were kind of all over the place here mm -hmm. but um and i think that these two for me are in a in a tier of their own i think it's these two are by far my favorite at least in the first two parts here we'll see if any of the part three songs can factor up this high but as far as what we've talked about these two are far and above like the two songs so far from this movie that i really 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 enjoy and i am also going to have i want it all at number two and scream is just so good it's everything i'm looking for in a iconic zach efron as troy bolton uh performance and scream will be number one for me as well all right there we go look at us agreeing look at us look at look at us go um all right there it is. So, you know, 
don't need to spend a ton more time on this because we still have to complete it in part three. And then, of course, mix them all together for the big finale in uh, our 10th podcast, the final episode of this HSM series. So uh, thank you guys for checking out part two here. Uh, Still one more to go as we are uh, or one more movie recap to go in this journey here. Um, And yeah, I just we always appreciate you guys checking out the New York Deli podcast. It's been a lot of fun for us to record. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So uh, the menu for tomorrow's lunch or the next podcast's lunch is up in your podcast feed. Uh, order whatever you'd like, but there's really only one option. It's podcast number three of this next set of podcasts or this current set. Um, okay. Anything else from you? No, you you nailed it. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I guess. Uh, did you uh, did you plug our Twitter handles? I'm no, at, at... I uh, forgot what our Twitter handles are. Can you remind me? Yes, uh, you can follow me at Maddie Fresh Twenty Four. You can follow Matt at Matt Ligori, and mm-hmm. uh, that that's it. Just follow us there. That's it. Just follow us. And if you want to like start text conversations with us, or you know, group DMs with Please us, do, and let yeah. us know your thoughts. Um, and tell us your song it's, rankings. It's and been how... happening. So let's yeah, tell, uh, let's tell do me it. how correct I am. Tell you can tell Matt how almost correct he is, and let's just uh, keep the conversation going. Yeah, something like that. Um, and if not, then just walk away from this podcast and never look back. Um, but. Until next time, where the boys will be back to recap episode uh, uh, part three of High School Musical 3. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you then.